There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Alistair, um, this is just me, Alistair, Trombley Virtual, just starting the episode by saying, again, we don't have anything to plug this week. Um, that's all done. Comedy Festival is finished. Um, obviously, Magma's always there for you to get SOSPresents.com. But we're not plugging that. We're not plugging that because we don't have anything to plug again. That would be like a fish plugging water. You know, it's it surrounds us at all times. Exactly. It's everywhere. It's always. Exactly. doesn't make any sense. No, that's right. Anyway. But that fish instead is immersed in the pop test and magma. Anyway, we don't have anything mm. to plug this week. So, boat, boat. Drink a big cup of water. Drink a big cup. Drink a big cup of water. Drink a big cup. Put it in your little lips and drink it all up. Um, I yeah, really, really stuff that one up. I don't know how you could have, Andy. Hello, this is Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Alistair George William Trombley Virtual. And I'm Andy. And Al, do you reckon there's been like sort of a transition, maybe over maybe the last three years, maybe over a much longer period of time, that I'm only just becoming aware of Mm. where I am now the member of the group who can't be trusted to do anything? No, Andy, (laughs) I want you to know that even just on this very day... Um, uh, my my beloved's why uh, my beloved's mother said that you are in many ways the leader of the group, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm the but I'm the goofy charm. <laughs> well, that's great. As long as that illusion is maintained for yeah. all exterior purposes. I mean, I, I know can, I can. I know you. I know you're a mess. I know you're truly <laughs> a puddle of goo. But mm. but not everybody does. Everybody just hears that you know, that that slick that slick ability to to pop out a script without a without a mistake, <laughs> and they think there's a master at work. Mm. But then I'm yeah, the one that's... who knows that's the one thing you can do. I'm a fucking husk, Alistair. Nah. There was a time when I was called by somebody the most reliable man in comedy, and it has been downhill catastrophically since then. Well, don't worry, Andy. None of us uh, are that, but and that's okay. You don't want to be the most something. We need a sketch no, idea. that's true. We need a sketch idea. We're not even doing what the podcast is for, which is... Sorry, Alistair. You see, you're, you're right, and this is all my fault. And once again, I've, I've done it. I've brought us to this place. And I apologize. Um, all right. What yeah. about this? It's a drug that makes you more reliable. <gasps> Punctual. Mm. What about? Oh, I mean, I guess that feels like just some kind of OCD type thing. I mean, but sometimes it feels like a little bit of OCD would be quite useful. And well, maybe if we could just medically imbibe, you know. Yeah. 
Wait. So wait, what is it? It's a thing that makes you more reliable. It's a little bit of... Or maybe gives you a little bit of OCD so that you can be more punctual and stuff. But then I don't know if people with OCD actually are more punctual and whether or whether they're late to things because oh. they're at home switching the lights on and off 17 they, times before you know, they leave the house. They hate it when you say nice things about them like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It, I mean, is punct- punctual... Punctual... Yeah. Is that even a nice thing in this day and age to say that somebody is punctual? I think it feels like I think some, almost an insult. Some people value it. But yeah. I think I think when you call somebody punctual, I think what you're really saying is they're not hot. That's what I would take. If you go <laughs> you go you had to look so deep for a for a compliment. Mm. Mm. Um that you're that, just telling me I'm not hot. And you know that's what I value, yeah. being hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be late and beautiful, mm. right? That's what you're saying? Then hideous and on time. Mm. Hideously on time. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it just, it just, it feels like you're, it also feels like you're a nerd. Like being on time is, is for nerds. Being right? late is edgy. It's edgy, it's cool, and it always will be. I'll tell you what sucks though, waiting for people. I waiting like it. Waiting for people is the worst. No, I love it because... I mean, it's no responsibilities. You're there. You got free time, and it's not your fault. You, yeah, you right. don't have to do anything. <laughs> I love it. it. It's even better than it not being your fault. It's definitely somebody else's fault. Yeah, right. That is. That's the best. I you love know, it. you should be a. There should be a service that books in meetings with you. Yeah. Like you can you can you can somehow do this. You call them up and they'll book in a meeting with you. Yeah. Block out a chunk of time with a hard, you know, start time where you've got to be there. And then you show up there and it, it'll be somewhere you want to hang out anyway, so it's okay. And then and then they show up really late, if at all. You yeah. Know, maybe they just send a text to cancel. But here's the problem with this one. Like, I love it, Andy. I do love it. Um, and, I'm, and I'm going to start even writing it down. I've at least written the dash, right? That's that's all I need. I, my body's already releasing the endorphins. <laughs> but Just at the dash. Just the hyphen now. I'm a Pavlovian dog. Yeah. You're just releasing all the good chemicals. Mm, um, I'm endorphins, salivating. Endorphins. What's the other one? Serotonin, uh, dopamine, and urine. Just releasing the urine because that feels good. <laughs> and too. urine, the other good one. Mm. Yes, uh, it's a good one to release though, mm. and it does feel good to release it. <laughs> so it's not it that does. dissimilar from dopamine and serotonin. Um, I don't know what it would be like on the brain or in the brain, but mm. still, mm. I wouldn't want to not try it. Um, what I was going to try to say, I mean, is that yes. with this company, the thing is the mm. problem with it is that you can never contact them to organize this meeting. Because if you know it's that the true. company... Wait, 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 wait. If you know the company does this, what they have to be doing is they're pro- providing a societal service. And they mm. are calling people, cold calling people, and giving a hard mm. sell on this meeting. <laughs> and you... Yeah, and they gotta they got to mix it up every time because you never you're never going to suspect that it's them. It's got to be a new. It's got to be a new. They've got to have a new front every time. Yep. Or at least new new actors, or at least new pe- people doing great new voices. They've yeah. been working on new characters, and they gotta and then they gotta put a, they gotta be convincing. Boy, <laughs> they gotta this be. This would be a great. 
this would be a great sort of part-time job for improvisers. Mm. You know, just get them on the phones, you know, get improvisers, impersonators. You could stock an entire call center with them. And I, I also almost feel like, you know, the way you were phrasing it like that, this needs to be a government service. You know, we pay our taxes. Mm-hmm. Why can't the government guarantee me just a bit of guilt-free free time? I mean, that should be a fundamental human right. Yeah, I no. mean, forget reliable broadband. What about a little bit of peace and bloody quiet? What about a moment to myself? What about the human right to a just a just just some time to just be without feeling like you've got to do something or be somewhere? You're already there, so you, and there's nothing you can do. Hope you're not waking your kids with this uh, with this <laughs> enthusiasm with this enthusiasm <laughs> of how much uh, you'd love a bit of free time. <laughs> my my kids um, can. Sc- scream extremely loudly right next to each other and um, not wake each other up. Oh, really? Not screaming because anything awful is happening, by the way, in our, in our household. No. Oh. Screaming uh, from, you know, from just sort of, they just, kids just contain a certain amount of scream yeah. that needs to be vented. It's like steam. Was that, what, in, in Monsters, Inc., was it, you know, and it was scream-powered. Yeah. Was was that sort of a pun on steam powered? I guess I guess so. Because they that was kind of the basis of their like industrial revolution was scream right? Like yeah, they, everything was. I mean, now that you say the steam, maybe thing, they didn't even realize that. No, I think they must have realized because they've kind of got like canisters, like compressed air. Yeah, which you're is right. I guess how you would store steam if you could store it long term. Yeah, that's the problem. Is that steam gets cold, doesn't it? Yeah. Would be kind of cool to be able to just keep it though in a in a thing. Yeah, just keep it. How keep long? The hot steam. How, how long could it stay hot in a thermos? Really good question. Like one of those Don't vacuum know. ones. I bet you. Yeah. Na- I bet you NASA could make one that you could get a nice. You know, let's say so that you could make a, a cappuccino in in space, mm. and you send them up or- with a bottle of steam. Well, I mean, even so you even could froth a, the milk. A, a version of I don't know what this would be, but like a version of like Soda Stream, but mm. it's Soda Steam, right? And it's Hot for you doing your cappuccinos at home. So you buy a canister of steam from the, um, the from the the service station. You go, you put it in your Soda Steam uh, thing, and then you you know you have a certain amount of steam that you can use. This is not funny or interesting. Or useful, but it does feel a little bit clever. Yeah, I've got, I've got it. I've written it down. Canister of steam. <laughs> so, I think, I think it's a, it's a really stupid product. You know, stop using um, all that electricity at home, mm, making steam, or you know, having yeah. to, or having to get the coals on. Yeah, I mean. What, is there a reason why you would take a thermos of steam to work or something? So you know, make a cappuccino it. at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> Always it's pe- true. Pe- we're losing so much productivity by having people people getting up, getting up, going mm. to the, either the coffee shop or to the I mean ca- the the sort of the company coffee machine. What would be great, Alistair, would be if you could. <laughs> I mean. What I'm going to describe now is just basically a bomb, yeah. but uh, but but you know how like uh, is it is it Guinness beer has like some sort of little thing inside it that I think might even contain 
extra bubbles or something what to make does? it frothy? Does it have a little widget or something in a can of Guinness beer? Is there a little thing in there mm. that makes it extra bubbly? Because it feels like you could have, like, you could sell a can of coffee, right? It's got milk and stuff in there. Yeah. And then when you crack the top, the little canister of steam mm. just releases the steam, froths the coffee, heats the milk, and you could just... You know, if you just you just need to be able to store the steam in there yeah. for months of storage on the shelf or you know in a vending machine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, I mean, I think I think the the Guinness it's got that nitro. Maybe it's, is it is it made with the nitro in some way? Those yeah, nitro bubbles. Maybe that would be nitrogen be. bubbles. Yeah, very possible. I, I never um, thought Alistair. of nitro being nitrogen. Anyway, go continue, Andy. You sounded like you were about to say I, something. Well, I, I had I wrote down the word pissing earlier pissing. while we were talking. Yeah. Because we were talking about how good pissing feels. Yeah. And and it does feel so good. That you know, that first release of like you needed to piss and you release that piss. And I think it'd be so good to be able to have that feeling all the time. Mm. Right? And yeah. I think to achieve this <gasps> a pipe. what we would uh, need a, uh, a pipe. Yeah. We would need a pipe. <laughs> I, I, I'm so glad you're on the same page as me, Alastair. Well, I've been thinking pipe this entire time. <laughs> I, I mean, when I called you, when the phone was ringing, I don't know why, but pipe just entered my head. And I didn't realize that that Incredible. was the universe telling me that you were mm, going to bring up... It was up, prepping you. ...bring yeah. up a, a device, like a perpetual motion machine that allows... <laughs> this is exactly it, Alastair. This is exactly it. <laughs> that allows piss to come out of your penis constantly or... <laughs> Or or vulva, uh, or you know, constantly, constantly, and then comes back up and mm. into and is pressurized. You know, there's a little pump or something. Oh, you know, maybe I, it needs a better. I mean, it could be perpetual. It could be perpetual, perpetual aspect, But I feel like there'd be a loss of. Um, I know, but you can squeeze the muscles a little bit time. to give it a little you extra can. when it loses a bit of a little push. You, uh, when it stops feeling not as good, you can just give it a little push. Yeah. So nobody knows this, but everywhere you go, you're always pissing, and the piss is coming out of your um, your 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 urethra, around, and then in through a little thing in your back somewhere, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then back into your bladder, which is always pressure. It's always pressurized. My God, I and, think mental health and, would disappear. <laughs> mental health of any kind, good or bad, because people would, would feel no longer good. Exist. People would feel good constantly. Mm, that's right. With the perpetual I mean, there'd be some piss technicalities machine. to work out <laughs> because people are still going to need, still going to produce urine as well, because people are still drinking liquids and that sort of thing. And you couldn't just leave this thing all on all the time because the pressure would just build up and up and up. Why? So they'd need because their 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 bodies. Producing new urine, like it's not actually, it's got you've got a closed system at the moment, Alistair. So yeah. you've got to release it at some point as well. Yeah, but right? you could blow off a little bit of extra piss. Yeah, I mean, you could probably have a, like off, the, you know, the engine that on the pump, that would mm. produce heat. You could probably release some of it as steam as you walk around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then you actually never need so, to go to the toilet. So you're saving time in your yeah. life as well. And that, yeah, just the and knowledge just of that. Yeah, just in a cloud of piss steam. Yeah, but the knowledge of that, the knowledge of that would also make you feel good. Yeah, that's true. It's double feel good. I mean, there's a, a bit of a downer on being in the cloud of piss steam, but also 
If you're always in a cloud of piss team and everyone you. else is always in a cloud of piss team, it's if everybody's in a cloud of piss team, then nobody's in a cloud of piss team. If you're if you're moving forward, saying. if you're moving forward, you're not mm. you're not in your own piss team. That's another you know, you're like a shark. You can't stop or you'll smell your own piss. <laughs> just and like a shark. Just like a shark. They actually can't they never get to smell their own piss. I guess they can go around in circles, but but, yeah, but then you're going around in circles, you know, and that that feels bad. Then Doesn't feel right. Yeah, uh, I mean, do they know? Do they know that they're they're pissing? Oh, they're swimming what, through the thing. What that old shark? Oh, that moment where they feel they absolutely amazing. Do <laughs> they? They're always peeing in the water. <laughs> well, do they, are they? You know, do they know that they're pissing? Oh, they know. They know. Yeah. No, uh, but what I want to know is whether they know. That they're, p- they're swimming through the thing that they're pissing in, you know, because like it's basically a a big ocean a of piss. of shark piss. Yeah, but then it, I, it occurred to me that like when you do pee in the ocean, that is one of the best pees, you know. Yeah. And so they probably feel like well, great about it. They've got they've got it even better because when you pee in the ocean, you think, "Is this going to attract sharks?" Mm. Which, which for them, which for them is like, oh, that could be a mate, yeah, or just a new friend, yeah, which also mm. can be expressed through the word mate. Has 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 is I I actually wasn't I haven't actually thought of ever ever given any thought to the um the problem of attracting sharks with when piss I, when I piss. I don't know. I think the assumption. I don't want to give the impression I do this heaps as well, but you know, it's, it's, I don't, it's happened. I don't know. I could. I couldn't name a time in the last ten years when you would have gone in the ocean. Yeah. Have you been in the yeah. ocean in the last ten years? Uh, I think I'm mostly stuck to fresh bodies of fresh water. Really? I can't so, even imagine yeah. you going into a fresh body of water. Ah, uh, it happens. Have you been into yeah, a? When's I'm the last time you were in a pool? Uh, a couple of years ago, I think we went to. I didn't. I didn't know this was something that you perceived about me as I'm as a as a dry Andy, land kind of creature. Andy, I. It's not that I've perceived it. It's not like something I've thought about. But if I if I think about your history, I can't even imagine you wearing swimmers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you see, you know, Alastair. You have been around me when I've gone into bodies of water, obviously. My famous attempt to stay underwater that oh, was unsuccessful. Yes. Oh, yeah. that's Yeah. <laughs> but, but then also that time that you peer pressured me onto jumping off that really high rock. Oh, yeah. And I hit the water like thigh first and just got <laughs> such severe bruising. Oh, I it was, was spectacular. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like a like a purple leg. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and I forgot about that. And I just and I mean, there's a big chance that you could have died on that in that you know in that experience. Yeah, either of those experiences. I, I mean, think the, I think the reason that you don't think of me as somebody who goes in water is because you've actually been around me when I've had really unsuccessful attempts to go in water. Yeah. And on some level that's imprinted itself into your brain as saying that, you know, Andy and water don't mix. I'm like olive oil in a, in oh, a salad dressing. Actually, I can think of a third time that we were probably in Perth and we went probably swimming with, with John Conway, maybe at the beach. Yeah. At the beach. 
I remember being there, but I don't remember swimming. Interesting. Because I, I remember John him. Conway was the person who told, called me the most reliable man in comedy. Oh, there you it's go. Incredible. He, he, he never comes up on the podcast ever, and then twice in one episode. Yeah, and in that, that same episode, we well, when we arrived at that beach, he was like, oh, I had a, an experience with a lady in that bush over there. And then as we <laughs> drove past it, and then he said, oh, and, and she's passed away now. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, those things yeah, weren't right. connected, but it was just that it was a. Uh, yeah, at the time I found it to be a shocking uh, bit of talking, you know, that mm. made me laugh in a way. But the you know, obviously isn't funny when somebody's dead. But. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I no, I mean, I mean, there must be some people who it's funny when they die. There must every that you know. I'm sure that that there'll be someone who's fu- found a way to get a laugh out of it. Yeah. Right? People are always funny, trying. F- funny last words. Mm, oh. Yeah. But you want you want the dying itself to be funny. Yeah, I'm going to do that, I think. Yeah? Also, I'm going to yell, Great. No, you'll never take me. You'll never <laughs> oh, take me. Good... <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's the, there's the, the sort of the classic, you know, shitting yourself. When you die, what about pretending not, to die it's not at the same? Automatically funny. Doing a like you know doing like one of those dramatic fake deaths as you die. Mm, I would love that. Mm. It's going to be hard to pull off because you're going to need a certain amount of energy that isn't necessarily abundantly available to those who are dying. Certainly those who know that they're about to die. Yeah. You know, if you know that you're about to die, there's usually been a preceding period of time in which some of that abundance of energy. I mean, it's almost a lack of abund- an abundance of energy. Is what that, um, is what death is. Is what kills you. Yeah. In a way. Well, I think yeah. there's that part where like you start to become really relaxed, and it's kind of like you're falling asleep, right? And then you kind of fade in and out of consciousness. Mm, I a hope bit. so. That sounds good. And well, this is people like you know dying in hospices and things like that, and you kind of you start getting a bit of that saliva collecting at the back of your throat because you're mm. you're not swallowing as much, and so you kind of get that <sighs> like that kind of thing because you're so relaxed mm. and you don't care. Mm. But then that's when I would say. Inject me with like some speed or methamphetamine, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. pretend to shoot. Give me a little ar- kick. Pretend to shoot an arrow at me or something like that. Yeah, and then or I can stab do- you with a sword like under under the arm. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and then that's when that's when uh, you know. I mean, you get one last applause or whatever. Yeah, bellissimo. That's good. It's good. Round of applause. Yeah, it's not quite a laugh, but yeah, we'll take it. Oh, well, I, I mean, what about this? this what about you just people... you give me a little bit of speed and I'll have some soup. And then I'll have a slurp of soup and they'll go, oh, what's in this? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it's like the soup has killed you? Yeah. Yeah. Is that funny? It, well, I mean... I mean, you could say, I hope this soup doesn't kill me. Oh, uh, is that funnier? I think it is a little bit. Uh, I hope this soup doesn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We'll have to do it on the day. We'll both, we'll both we'll try. We'll workshop it. We'll po- both try a different version. And whoever mm. gets a bigger laugh, I suppose, wins. Yeah. But I mean, also, you know, they're not necessarily, you know, it's, it, nobody's going to be around to enjoy it. That's the other problem. Why? As well. well, you're going to die alone, are you? 
No, I mean, sorry, you or I, neither of us will be around well, to I'm, enjoy. I or you might be around. I'm, I'm certainly other. not planning to get a laugh out of dying if I die alone. <laughs> that wasn't what I was hoping for. Well, I would. I think that's a great thing. I mean, I'd, you know, then I'd go do it somewhere in public. Could be that moth. Could be that cheeky moth. Which, so you're going to die in public alone? Maybe, <laughs> that maybe yeah. <laughs> in one of those gold-painted suits on the, on the, on the street? That's... That's actually pretty good. That is that is actually probably the funniest way to do it. Yeah. As a as a, a, a gold painted fake statue, Alistair, I think you've hit on it. Yeah. Because you'd make so much money as well. <laughs> but just laying Before, there on the pavement. <laughs> well, you could prop yourself up. Yeah. I guess you know? I guess the the money that you make, it could go to your family <laughs> to pay mm. for funeral costs. Mm, exactly. I mean, you could, you could, it'd be good to have, you could, you could die right there. You're arranged to, you paint yourself gold. You're arranged to die there on the street. You put your, um, put that hat that takes the money over sort of a, like a little drain pipe or something. And then you just have the money sort of, there's a hole in the bottom of the hat Mm. and you somehow have the money sucked away. Right. And then, you know, collated and then put into a bank account and you, you, you could be earning well after death. Oh, yeah. You know, this is probably, as they keep extending the retirement age, this is probably where we're going to end up, where people will be expected to keep working. To keep being you know. gold-painted statues on the street exactly. busking. Well, there's got to be something for these people to do after they're dead. You've got to continue to be a, a, a contributing member of society. Mm. Yeah, I think it's when you you know you still take in terms of like, you know, uh, emotions that you're draining from the people you've left behind. Mm, yeah, and the people, I guess, who sort of start to suspect that you're dead on the street. Yeah. Smell you and stuff. But you get but, a really strong-smelling paint on you. Mm, cover yourself in very strong-smelling paint, and that will cover the smell for at least a couple of weeks. I mean, you probably could just seal yourself in there. Yeah, that's right. true. I get, but I, you know, you'd start to bloat. I suppose the the internal. Yeah, but but what if you wore spanks? bacteria and stuff? <laughs> yes, I think we've cracked it. Yeah, I think not necessarily the secret of eternal life, but we have definitely prolonged death yeah. considerably. Well, you know, at least keep you looking your best without that, without that death bloat. You yeah, know, and you're not gonna... bury bury me in spanks, baby. That's gonna be that's, that's what I've always said. <laughs> and you know, and and I'm not gonna, you know, I can wear tight fitting pants and then not show any lines. Mm. It's 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 a great um, it's a great aspiration. Yeah, I think is it in here? I had a thought. Yeah, pr- not not the secret of eternal life, but the secret of eternal life life likeness. <laughs> of, of, of remaining That's eternally right. lifelike, mm. which is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, is that? I think this is definitely a sketch, by the way. Well, Alistair. no, I've definitely written, written it down. gold painted statue death to raise, you know, maybe to raise money for funeral things. But should I put in? Mm. Is the spanks thing a separate thing? I don't think so. Oh, no. okay. I think that's part of it. <laughs> Unless I don't know. Unless there's a new kind of vanity, there'd be like, I mean. This could definitely be a thing, Alastair. Mm. But deathwear, you know, we could, you know, there's a lot sure. of 
product advertised, you know, people advertising um, funeral insurance and that sort of thing yeah. to uh, elderly people, um, uh, yeah, you know, prepaying for your own funeral, whatever it is. I guess that's the same thing as funeral insurance, almost. But um, but we could also then, why not advertise, you know, fashion for the dead? You know, what are you going to be wearing? Mm. Especially stuff um, that looks good on your bones when people dig you up. Exactly. Or when you're exhumed. Is there like a cool thing that you could be melted with when you get cremated that like, you know, makes like a, like a, you know, a, a countertop or something? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You know what I mean? That's like good too. You know, like what if you were like, yeah. you know, like you were just kind of like you pick some colors of like some sort of uh, not so, like a plasticky kind of one of those like moldable plastics that kind of melts and that melt in together and create a nice pattern, but in with the ash and stuff like that, or like one of and those they make you into a bench top, or like one of those clear toilet seats with the. Uh, with, you know, in, in epoxy resin mm. so that, you know, and it's just your bones in there yeah. and you could make a bench top with it where they could go in the garage of your kind of one of your family members, your kids or something like that could keep it as their workbench, their art, art bench. <laughs> I want my bones placed in clear epoxy resin. Uh, mm. So that my and kids used as a nephew, my nephew's art bench. Yeah. You think? I mean, if your nephew was in the right art field, one where he was, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, mm. I like interesting things. And this is my uncle Andy. Um, there he is. Yeah, it, it is definitely an interesting thing. Um, you know, I, 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 Alistair, it absolutely, it absolutely could, 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 that could be great. Yeah, I'm. I'm still hung up on the idea of death fashion. Oh yeah, if yeah. You so haven't written down death. Fashion, no, well, I still don't I, know I what it is. What? Sure what is it? What is it? We're advertising fashion to the dead. So exactly, this is the spanks, right? Because this is people who are self-conscious about about bloating after yeah. death. You know, it's going to keep you looking good. Mm. You know, what about those? You know, you're never more um, on display than in that open casket. Yeah. Right. Everybody's coming up and having a real good close look. So this is some clothes that you can. Um, not close to die for, but close to die in, mm. or but, to be squeezed how, into. So, so, like they just to keep squeeze the bloat you. under control. But like, how do they fix your yeah, face? Yeah. How do they fix your face looking like lifeless and all that? I don't. Well, I think this is more about your figure. I mean, we can leave it to the to the. You know, there could be cosmetics. We could also add, you know, advertise a li- line of cosmetics. Could you? Would you get? You know, it could be an entire death fashion empire. Yeah. You know, like your. So just be uh, like that person in the uh, Chanel. Coco Chanel. Yeah, was she fashion? She was, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I was trying, trying to remember if she's also perfume, and she is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, and so, and how's it different from regular fashion? Like, you know, what because I mean? it's specifically designed to meet the needs of the. So, of but the you, would, but you would have like, I guess, you know, and I know that. <laughs> I know you hate it when I question your idea, <laughs> but I guess you would have sort of like a, things that are like. Uh, you know that that address certain things that happen to your body when you die. When you die, so um, that's exactly right. You know, so like uh, you know, maybe the underwear would come with a sort of a a plug for your butt. A plug is built in. Built yeah. in plug. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe yeah, and, maybe you know, a hat. Various necessary sections of waterproof. Maybe like you know, yeah. maybe it's like it's a hat or a do rag or something like that that you wear. <laughs> a death do rag. And it's got inside some electrodes just above, you know, because the problem with the face, the face looking so lifeless, yeah. is that if maybe you could yeah. get some electrodes just above the eyebrows or on the forehead somewhere and it was mm. zapping down there, it would make some of the some of the muscle fibers twitch and, and it would make it look like you're winking. You know, like people just come a around. Little <laughs> <laughs> That's really nice. That's a little something, isn't yeah. it? He goes, oh, I still Just got that. Just a little wink. He still got that 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 wink that gave his face life. That come hither wink <laughs> come that we all loved. <gasps> I mean, you Ed can granddad. a similar thing, you know, like a, just like a, you know, a kind of squeezing thing, you know, like like the, um, you know, the the thing they put around your arm to uh, test your blood pressure. You know, the, oh, a sphygmomanometer. A sphygmomanometer. Yeah. Um, yep. The thing, and they, but you know how, like that, you know, that really squeezes your arm a bit. But if you were to put that sort of somewhere in the middle of your forearm, mm. and it was squeezing, that would make some of your fingers curl back, like that, right? You know, have you ever done that? Beckoning, hey? beckoning, a little yeah, beckoning so like, motion. If you kind of got people the, lean in, uh, and then you got a little, you got a little Bluetooth speaker in your mouth. Yeah, you're winking, whispering something. You go, come here. No, <laughs> come closer. Come closer, and then something in your mouth sprays out. <laughs> oh, really good. You know, really good. maybe your favorite perfume or their mm. favorite perfume. <laughs> right. You've got, you've got all these samples, these perfume samples that you collected throughout your life <laughs> put into a machine. Yeah. Put into a machine, and one is linked to each person who is in your life. Oh, that's nice. You know, and you've got a wheel. Yeah. You've just got a wheel at the back of your thing that looks kind of like one of those bullet things in the, you know, the, the chambers. Everyone's obsessed with famous last words. Yeah. Nobody's doing famous last smells. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's um, going to be us. And so not just death fashion, it's a whole full mm. death experience. But for the um, living. Uh, uh, earlier we were talking about this is nothing, Alastair, by the way. But earlier we were talking about oil and water, not mixing. But, you know, whenever there's a big oil spill um, yeah. uh, and they're wondering what to do with it, I mean, has anybody ever considered making, you know, coming by making and just putting perfume. a little bit of garlic, a little, little bit of cracked pepper, and maybe um, some, then some chopped basil in there? Getting a big, big thing of bread out there, getting people to dip yeah. it in. Salad dressing. Oh. Are there you, any? Well, then you would need an acid in there. You'd need something acidic, a balsamic or, would, or a lemon juice right. or something. 
Yeah, I was hoping that the brininess of the ocean would provide that. In no, I think that's more salt really... than it is acid. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. You know, and so yeah, I think the acid is the main contender there for making it a vinaigrette. Mm. It's in the word mm. vinegra. Vinegar. Vinegar. It's in the vinig the, bit of the obviously word. the gret the et bit at the end means that it's a woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that would be vinegar and the vinaigrettes. <laughs> Is you um, know an acid-based band? If you were doing acid rock, say. Non rien de rien, non je ne vinaigrette rien. That's um, Edith Piaf talking about how she doesn't um, like. Je ne vinaigrette, uh, vinaigrette rien. Yeah, je ne vinaigrette rien. Je ne vinaigrette rien. Sorry, I had no, to try to say it just no to hear it in dressing. my mouth. Mm. <laughs> Thanks very much. I'll just have the salad plain. That was, Why? that was Edith. Why, madam? Do the line. <laughs> no, je ne vinaigrette rien. Or maybe that's maybe that's her at her her restaurant. Everyone's complaining. Why is this salad so dry? <laughs> and then she comes out. She's the sh- in a diff- This is in a different life. This is in a parallel universe well, where Edith Piaf opened a salad restaurant. Yeah. Well, it's, instead it's, um, of being a singer, it's it's Spider Man into the into the multiverse or whatever it was into the Spider Verse, but with Edith PS. <laughs> into the PF verse, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you know how like she had a, she was like had a lot of hardship before she was discovered or whatever, yeah. and and so and so she. Um, one of the reasons she had so much hardship was because mm. in, in one of the universes <laughs> was because she had this salad restaurant, salad bar. <laughs> where her whole thing was called Je ne vinaigrette rien. And uh, which is I don't vinegar I don't vinaigrette anything. Yeah. Um and uh you um, know, luckily she was later discovered to be a great singer. Um, no, well, no. I think I think it's later that her dry salads came into fashion, and she served them to great popular acclaim. Okay, That's great. That's the classic okay, right, right, right. PF lo- uh, arc. Right, right, right. So she, she does something. So, all right, so she used mm. she used originally this in this uh, in this PF universe. She used to just make dry salads on the street. Yes, and then, exactly. And then somebody <laughs> discovered her. She was like, "What is, what is that dry thing you're eating, ma'am, madam?" And uh, and then she I said, "I just had the best business idea." It's just there. lettuce. She goes, "Oh, c'est juste la laitue et uh, and uh, what what else would she have? A cherry tomato? Do you think, or is that too acidic?" Yeah, I'm trying to think of a La Vie en Rose. Oh, she would have it. Um, you know what pun. she would have it with. Um, I have it on toast. <laughs> I have it on toast. Have it on toast, like with, with <laughs> no. butter. <laughs> A salad on toast, dry toast with the dry salad. <laughs> Um, but 
Uh, Heavy don't what did, what did they call her? It's the, so satisfying little... to say. You should say it. No, say I'm it. not going to it's because actually... I think Heavy. I think you're getting the tu- I think you're getting the tune wrong, and I think if I were to do it, I would get it even wronger. Andy, and I'd this feel bad. song is in my head constantly, and it was played as my beloved walked out on my wedding day as really? her father played it on a tuba. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was there for that. Mm, that's very good. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't right. This is. I'm actually imagining your wedding right now, and I'm actually getting a little bit emotional. Yeah, me too. Uh, this is this, <laughs> and as you know, this is now the podcast where we cry about songs, so. especially played by horns. Um, <laughs> um, maybe it's um, connected to that. Anyway, maybe the, the, those those harmonizing horns is somehow connected to um, Pip on the tuba playing La Vie en Rose. Anyway, have it on toast. <laughs> Yeah, but Alistair, my business idea. Okay, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's a place where you can go and you can get a salad, but like as a bouquet, (laughs) right? And you, 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 you eat it. You sort of hold it like you would a an ice cream cone, and you eat the salad. So we we take all we take all your salad ingredients. But we don't chop them up or mix them up like that. We arrange them like using flower arranging techniques. Yeah. In such a way that you can sort of eat eat down through it vertically. Yeah. You know, maybe we cut the the um the cucumber into like very long, thin strips. So it's a, you know? it's a salad bouquet. It's like a salad in a cone. Is that what you said? Salad in a cone? Yeah, I guess it's like a salad in a cone. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't picturing a cone. I was picturing you sort of just hold it in your hand. But I guess there's got to be something to hold it together. It's but then I realized that if I put any kind of like wrap around it or something, then I'm just making a sort of an open-ended, boring baguette. Or not baguette, a uh, burrito or something. So so you know, maybe you could just you could bind it up with a few strands of um, something... Some sure, but grass. I mean, I mean, I think if it, I think it's completely understandable. Like a flower bouquet, if it did have some kind mm. of plasticky or papery kind of outside to stop, say, any vinaigrette running onto your clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yes, we yes. know it'd be good at the at the bottom. You know, maybe if you could right at the end, open it up and just suck out all that vinaigrette at the end. <sighs> oh yeah, or or I mean, if we could make the cone. A big crouton. I think that would be pretty cool, right? Oh, like yeah. we make the cone instead of it being a waffle cone or, oh, or, a, or whatever that other. It's a crouton weird kind of, cone. Whatever cones are made out. Of. It's a crouton cone. Oh, that would be it's very interesting. You know who'd be yeah, really good crispy. at making this? Jesus making a crispy, mm. um, making a crispy thing with all that liquid on it. Yep, yep. Uh, Jesus, who, as we all know. Made a crunchy soup. Well, it's actually One Indiana's brother miracles. did it. <laughs> yeah, but then we 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 deified him. That's true. We made him Jesus. We consider... he, his name even starts with the same initial. Yeah. And as we all know from book cheat, 
that when you want to put an extra layer into something, oh my God. you give one of the characters the same initials as Jesus. I genuinely just heard Stephen King mention that in his on writing book. Where he's Quite like, seriously? Where he said he had seen that in a book where somebody did that, and so he decided to give a character the initials JC to give him to make it seem like he was Jesus. That's fucking incredible. Because I, I bet the book that he was reading was, uh, was it The Grapes of Wrath? I don't think it was The Grapes of Wrath. Oh, so well, see, it one. is a technique. It's, it's just a common technique. Oh it's my, a hack. Oh, my God. It, it is the most common thing. People love to mention... Uh, oh, do you guys notice the initials are JC? <laughs> you know what that means? Mm. <laughs> oh, so many layers. Anyway, sorry. I, not that I am, mm. you know, obviously they, they do good work. <laughs> mm. um, I'm going to rewrite the Bible, but I'm going to make Jesus a metaphor for somebody else. That's good. Um, not quite sure whom. T-H. Ah, T-H. Yes, Tom Hardy. Star of Batman, Dark Knight Rises, and I Spy. Was he an I Spy? Uh, no, Spy versus Spy versus Spy. Spy versus Spy. Oh. Sorry. Andy, should I take us through the... Oh, no, wait. i got to do three words from a listener. Oh, hello. You know what? I thought we were done, but then I realized we got to do three words. Oh, this is the little crunchy bit of extra vinaigrette at the bottom of the cone. Oh, yeah. Just in the little vinaigrette cup. Mm. Mm-hmm. The vinaigrette cup. You know, with the the crunchy vinaigrette cup, which I think Andy, I gotta say that crouton idea is a great idea. I can imagine Thanks, lowering that that crouton. You know, you gotta, you probably have to carve out a baguette, and then into a cone. I think we could make. I think we could make it a, a, a some sort of. You know, you wrap bread around into a cone and then you put it in a deep fryer. Yeah, yeah, but I think you fry it. But it's it can't be baked into that cone shape, right? Like initially, um, no, because you, you, you start it with crust. soft bread. You know, this is where cr- croutons come from. They're soft bread originally. Yeah, and then you fry them, right? So we'll just get soft bread, mm. put it into a cone shape, and then fry it. But imagine you got a day it old becomes one big crouton. You got a day old baguette in your house, and then you just ah. get yourself a whittling knife, and then you cut off that mm. that outer crust, and then you start shaping a cone. Alistair, you know what I'm starting to feel like we're getting close to? What? This could be one of our foods. I know it's not a soft food. I know it's by <laughs> definition crunchy. Mm. But I think if we could eat a little salad baguette, uh, a, a salad bouquet. A little salad. On, a, on the 300th episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you, be pretty good. Do you, think, do, you think we would, do you think we would have to have a little deep fryer there to whittle a, a baguette into a thing and then deep fry it into a crouton? That's exactly right, yes. Unless we can somehow get some pressurized boiling oil in a little canister mm. that somehow, you know, much like the steam... Just release it into the steam, room. <laughs> just release ah. it into the room and it just fries things in the air around it. Ah, turn the room into an air fryer. Or, or yeah, I mean, you know, those canisters of... Um, you spray out those canisters of, 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 you know, oil. You know how you can get just oil in a can to, like, spray on your yeah. cooking surface? Yeah, you just heat why, that why up till it explodes. Come, why can't that come out, you know, at several hundred degrees? And I could just spray it onto things and just fry them. Like Andy, that. we could do that. All we got to do is right at the end, as I'm reading, as we're reading through the sketch ideas at the end of the 300th episode, which we're gonna, mm. if we are alive at that point, we can just take one of those get one of those sort of aerosol oil canisters and put them on a hot plate, 
Mm. Right? Put it on an electric hot plate that we can just plug in. And then when that explodes, um, the the heat from that will cook the, yep. the baguette. The, the radiant heat cone. and the exploding oil <laughs> will cook the thing that's it. We're holding it in our hands. <laughs> in our hands. And then we can fill it with fresh lettuce and some, I guess, slices mm. of radish. And, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know. What else is in a salad? <gasps> you know, we should. Alistair. Yeah. How hard can it be to make? Uh, get ready for this. How hard can it be to make a, sal- a self cooking salad baguette crouton? I mean, a self cooking science. No, you you talked over the punchline. Oh, sorry. It's not rocket science. It's not. You did it again. It's not rocket science, Alistair. Because it's a salad. Rocket. Rocket. This the lettuce thing. Yeah. I think it's got to be, it can't be a crouton. It's got to be how hard can it be to make a salad? Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have mentioned, I shouldn't have mentioned crouton. I, I knew as I was doing it that I'd Uh-oh. ruin that. Alistair, have you gone? gone? From our phone call? Must have been upset. Oh, and now I've got to call him back. He's probably speaking as I'm speaking. And uh, um, everybody, oh, here we go. Yes. So here we are. Alistair. Hi, Andy. Oh, hang on. We are apologies. We're not going to cut this out, most likely, and so just letting you know that Andy's phone call dropped out. And as we're, you know, as we're just getting hot, hang on. How how is how can it be Andy's phone call that dropped out? I just mean Andy. I'm not blaming you. I don't think. No, no, no. Oh, oh, Alistair. No, I'm I'm not feeling blamed. I'm just wanting to clarify. In what sense was it Andy's phone call that? Dropped I just out? meant my phone call with Andy. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you the sense in which it was Andy's phone call that dropped out. As just something to do while the call was going on, I was just tossing my phone around in my hand <laughs> so, and obviously hung up on you. And so, so I mean, how, while you were right, how did you, while you were right. <laughs> how did you come at me with such defensiveness? <laughs> well, Alistair, I just, I just, no, I, you know, I came at you with defensiveness, absolutely. <laughs> Because you were wrong. You were wrong to assume that it was my fault. But then after you were suitably chastened and I think deeply apologetic, rightly so, I felt that I could then, you know, reveal that in this case, you were correct. That's excellent that I, you know, that my bigotry was exposed. But then also your mm. kindness in admitting fault. That's right. right. I guess it's Um, nice that... You know, the world is finally in balance and we can see <laughs> that I'm a jerk and you're right. a generous man. That's exactly, that's the lesson that we all need to learn. All right, Alistair, words from a listener. We got three words from old-timey listener, Stuart McCone. Old-timey. Old-timey. Stuarty McCone. Stuart, yes. like, like many of the listener veterans that we have. Uh, has been with us for a long, long time. It's it, it, it's it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. It is, and isn't it? And not just we don't stew, deserve it. Not just stew, but also the relationship that we have. Mm. Sometimes, oh yeah. Sometimes he just he'll tag me in something on online, or I'll post something online, and then he'll just say, "Hey, Al," and I'll say, "Hey, Stew." 
That I mean that you can say so much with so few words. Absolutely. That's that's like a it's like an old couple. Really deep. It's like an old couple that doesn't yeah. speak. Yeah. I was going to say a couple of old lighthouse keepers who've just been in the same building. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but no, yeah. I haven't either. Okay. I wasn't even necessarily alluding to it. Ah, well. You've, you've chosen the wrong time in history to <laughs> to use that that bit of imagery there. Mm. Andy do you want to try and guess what the three words from a listener, mm-hmm. Stuart McCone, uh, are? Yeah, I, I do. And the first word, it's actually, it's interesting. It's not actually an, uh, a, 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 it's, it's, it's a proper noun. It's Joanna. Wow. The first word. Sort of like Goanna with a J. Yes. Yeah. That's how I remember it. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's not, it's not Joanna, mm. unfortunately. Uh, you were incorrect this time. Uh, Stu's first word is introducing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, Do you want to try and guess what the second new introducing new 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 or did you say new or mew the sort of the possibly the the Pokemon from which all other Pokemon is, have been derived is is one of them correct? I feel like one of them is correct. You wouldn't be asking otherwise. Uh, I'm going to say. Mew, the Pokemon. No, unfortunately, that's incorrect. Oh, uh, it was new. I no the oh. the word was the second word is guest host. <laughs> okay, one 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 sort of combined word yeah. hyphenated is it? Yeah. Well, you know, the sure. the words are relatively close together. Mm. Uh, is the last word Stuart? Unfortunately, that's incorrect. Um, the oh. last the last word is stew. <laughs> I mean that that even rhymes with new or dare I say it mute. Yeah. So I mean and you got, I feel like I was doing pretty well today. Yeah, but that that is an illusion. <laughs> uh, mm. yeah. But look, you did okay. So so this is a running gag with I don't think it's a gag for Stu. <laughs> but Stu And it's not even necessarily a gag for us. It's not a gag for us, no, but I think <laughs> I think how long we've allowed it to run on probably makes it a gag in a way. Um, Stu would like to come onto the podcast, and I, I would be happy to have him on the podcast. I think honored, 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 and um, and I think he, I think he, at his last birthday, I think he got some equipment which would allow him to do that. <laughs> and and then it's just we still oh. haven't organized it. I think what people don't realize necessarily is how difficult it is for Al and I to organize just the two of us oh my God. to get together. And then like the thought of adding an extra person in is an exponential like order of magnitude more complicated that we're just not capable of of managing. And we when you at the start of the show when we were talking about who was the reliable one and who, who whether or not I declined in reliability i feel like in some ways if we have a career and if we've ever achieved anything it's more like two like loose pancakes that have somehow been arranged so that they prop each other up mm. like you wouldn't think that a pancake would be capable of standing vertically yeah but we you know we 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 have two two floppy pancakes who are prop propping each other up to achieve, you know, almost the full height of a single pancake standing on its side. Yeah. And maybe they're rolled up like a plinth. Alistair, you've straight away you've worked out a great way to make a pancake stand up. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and, the uh, engineer and me trying to figure out um mm, mm, yeah. Um a pancake based um structure 
Well, I mean, if you yeah, if you if at some point you had to uh, turn breakfast into a functioning building or something like that, or something to mm. maybe oh, yeah. to lift the rubble off of a you know, you know, off of a, a loved one after an earthquake or something like that, and all you had was <laughs> breakfast, <laughs> and all you had was pancakes. <laughs> All you had was a bu- breakfast buffet. So there's a few different things on there, right? You've got your sausages, mm. you've got your 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 weird mushrooms. You got that egg that um has been made from reconstituted egg and it's just all a little bit too uh, much consistency yeah. and it's there's no yellow cur- nature. Not enough curds in there. Not a trace. Yeah. Um and you, you you're the MacGyver of of breakfast buffets. I don't, I don't know if MacGyver ever had to work with a breakfast buffet, but um, mm. I mean, look, if you think about this, this idea, um, you're kind of the, the guest host of this of this uh, rescue mission in this cafe, this breakfast buffet, mm. and you're 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 given this stew. Of food, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's a buffet, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's just a, it's just a mix, a, a mix, and you're introducing structural integrity to these things so that you mm. can maybe build a kind of, you can tunnel your way out of this old French building that collapsed mm. maybe because a World War One or Two bomb went off in it, um, that had been buried somewhere and just had the thing go off, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you for some reason you've chosen not to use any of the structural elements of the buffet, any of the bain marie, any of the the ladles or the. Uh, I mean, they all. Um, somebody attacked the place with a big magnet, and all of that was. Um, yeah, it was a was was pulled away. Yeah, and all you were left was was f- foods. The non magnetic. I mean, that'd be a great science fiction uh, scenario in which a uh, an alien ship flies over the earth just with a really big magnet and steals all our all our metal yeah even all our even non ferromagnetic okay no it's it's just it's just it's just ferrous metals but still i think you know that would be quite significant i mean that's all bridges that's all vehicles pretty much maybe not airplanes but you know and then and they and then, then you know we got no i mean ignoring the fact that there's still ore in the earth but i think we'd find it difficult to extract that ore Without, you know, the machinery that we've become so dependent upon. That's so, true. You know, the 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 refineries and such. We'd have to go back. They're all gone. To doing it with uh, bone and things like that, bone mm. and rocks. So to just, I guess, start putting the ore rocks on other rocks and then hitting them with a rock. Mm. It's just rock on rock. Mm. Um, and a bit of aluminium. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind that. Uh, is there a way of taking non-ferrous mat- metals and making them m- magnetic? I mean, I think you can pass electricity through them and turn them into an electromagnet, right? So you could you could get you know you could get aluminium and uh, wind it into a coil, pass electricity through it, and it would become you know it would generate a magnetic field that then could be attracted to either a yeah a, any other kind of magnet there you go there you go um maybe they yeah. could maybe they could steal maybe they could steal all the other metal 
and use them to make electromagnetic s- magnets so that we can uh, mm. so they can steal all, all our ferrous metal. Anyway, just something mm. to think about. Um, <laughs> so Sorry about that. I'm going to take us through the. I'm going to take us through the uh, sketch ideas, Andy. If that's cool. Yeah. Right. Did we write something down for that last one? Did we? Uh, I wrote down creating a structural integrity uh, from breakfast buffet rescue. Incredible. And Incredible. I also wrote down alien go, Stu. alien theft of Worthy all ferrous of metals. Your long-term support that sketch oh, idea. I'm so sorry, Stu. <laughs> I mean, in many ways, we're disappointing you twice in this. Um, Stu, we will get you on one day. Thank you for being so consistent in wanting to do it. I mean, you haven't asked for about Mm. six months, I think, since we broke your heart, maybe. But um, thank you. And then here's the sketch ideas. (laughs) We've got company that organizes a meeting with you, then doesn't show or shows up late to give you guilt-free free time. They have to put a hard sell on you. <gasps> Andy's been goddamn flipping his phone again because he just hung up again. Um, shall shall I dare accuse him of being responsible for the this fuck up, do you think? I will try. I'm going to be ballsy enough and really try. Um, let's see. Uh, look, it's, it says it's calling now. It says that it's ended. So maybe he's attempted to call me. Uh, I will attempt again to call him. Um, now it is ringing. I did it again. I did the exact same thing again. Andy, here I come. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I accuse you of that being your fault. That was exactly, I did it again, Alistair. I I, I hung up on you again. What a son of a bitch. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I've ne- this has never happened before in the history of the podcast. I don't know why I've suddenly started fiddling with the phone that is hosting the the phone call. Um, I'm actually sweating. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, well, at least they'll have that great. The listeners will have that great moment of us both talking to try and keep entertaining them. Oh Jesus! I didn't actually say anything this time. Okay. I was too ashamed. Oh, good. Well, that's a good emotion to feel. Uh, even though I don't want you to feel bad. Yeah, you know it's me. Um, all right. Then we got canister of steam. Uh, great new product. Mm. Come and get a canister of steam so that you can just have steam steam at any time of the day. Well, it's, it's actually pretty good. Like, you, this could be used to just spray cook things. It's probably safer and better than the uh, than the one with the can of boiling hot oil. I think just being able to just squirt out a vent some steam. You know, you get your sandwich there. You're like, you know what? I wish the sandwich was steamed. Yeah. You can now spray I mean, some steam onto the sandwich. sandwich is not a thing sandwich. that you steam, but you could it's a, you, you know, could who slice hasn't some had a sandwich and said, "I wish this was hot and soggy." Yeah. I guess, you know, a bow. A bow is sort of like a hot soggy sandwich. Well, it's I mean, they managed to get it steamed but protect the outside from allowing it to turn soggy. It must have like an egg wash on it or something. Well, I think it's just a different type of of bread. It's like a it's a it's a submarine bread. It's a bread made for eating underwater. Exactly. <laughs> you could it's probably take you, you could take a bow or a manteau into the sea. Say you were trying to drown you yourself. You know, you put rocks in it's your like... pockets and you're going walking out <laughs> to sea, but you want a snack along the way. It's a long walk. It's one of those really shallow beaches. Yeah. <laughs> but but also you're saving it up till you're actually your head is already in the water. 
Well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to eat it underwater, but if you're carrying it in your pockets, it'll be great that you could be up to your shoulders. And that bow that you've got in your pocket there hasn't hasn't gone bad. Yeah. So you can have a little snack as you push on towards <laughs> there. Um, then we got Perpetual Piss Machine, which is a great idea. That would get rid of um, all mental illness. <laughs> this idea feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, it feels like it's in the longest like, episode. Weeks ago, this idea. Gold-painted de- statue death. That's when somebody mm. wants to find a funny way to die and they paint themselves in gold as a statue and then they, um, you know, it'd be funny. Exactly. You see them painting themselves and they take, like, the oxygen out of their nose, the like, little oxygen pipe that they put in, you know? That's right. Take that out and they're kind of painting their face and it's going to be funny. <laughs> uh, and they also wear spanks to, to hold in their death bloat. Then we got death fashion slash experience, which is for mm-hmm. the living. You know, that's uh, all the various things that you can do to keep your body looking vibrant while you're there on an it's open already, casket. It's already a real taboo thing to ask somebody if they're pregnant, right? Yeah. Because, because Are you, you know. Asking them if they're dead. Now, now, it's also, it should be an even greater taboo to say, oh, are you, are you bloating from the gaseous release? Mm. Um, of your decomposing corpse. Yeah, is your. That's also you can't. There's. It's never polite to us. Just don't. Just don't risk it. It's not worth yeah. the risk. Or you know, or saying, is your face puffy due to three days <laughs> of beings floating in a river? <laughs> uh, Congratulations! Oh my god, I'm so happy for yeah. you that they dragged you out of that river. <laughs> what? Oh. So when's it? Oh. When's when's it due? Your funeral, I mean. When are they going to inter your your bloated corpse? Mm. Um, rude. I'm going to write it down. Rude to ask if mm, someone someone's dead is <laughs> bloated from having died. It is rude, though. Died. You know. Yeah, it is rude. You can't uh, say anything. You, you think you're taking an interest, but you know, no, it's just not worth it. And the next idea is into the Piaf verse. And mm. then that's uh, it's the version of her where she had that dry salad and then eventually <laughs> was discovered and created her restaurant, Genevieve Vinaigrette Rien. I have this bizarre feeling we've talked about this before, and I know we haven't. Yeah. There's no way we could have talked about well, that. Well, there's a universe where we have, and so... Yeah, Probably the true. one where she existed. We would talk about it all the time. It's the only thing that would be on our <laughs> mind is this salad bar with no <laughs> vinaigrette. Um, let's just say that that rude to ask if someone is bloated from having died. That could be Stu's sketch. <gasps> that's good. That's a better sketch. You know, that's a better Stu, thing to give you. that's for you. Thanks, Stu. Thanks for coming on, Stu. Um, then we got the salad bouquet, Andy's business idea. Mm. And then we've got creating structural integrity from breakfast buffet rescue. Then we've got alien thefts of all ferrous metals. Oh, I wonder what that would be like. And then we got the um, KFC has a gives food in a in a bucket. They should give something in a bouquet. They should do that as a what's it? Does it have a name? The bucket at KFC? Yeah, the bucket. I think the KFC bucket. <laughs> right, it's not like, well, then as maybe as a. 
an April Fool's thing. They should do the KFC bouquet. Yeah, I think that which would be is nice. all their favourites, but arranged into a bouquet. You know, it's you say that now, and I've realised. I think there's a thing where people put chicken nuggets into a wedding bouquet. Well, that's weird. Yeah. And then we got uh, rude task if someone is bloated from having died. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, we like that you do that. And it's um, a great been very nice to have your support. It's been very nice to chat to people on the Discord. Get onto the Discord. Um, Go onto our Twitter Get and on find it. the link, or it'll be in the link in the to notes. It. We're at Two and Tank. I'm um, at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Um, listen to the pop you know, test. Listen to the pop pop test. Yeah, a bit of plugging. Listen to Shusher. I'll, I'm going to do an episode one day again. I just thought of one last night. I want you to imagine. Oh, that's exciting. What it would be like if. There was a crab on a ball. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that would be good, but <laughs> but for some reason I'm picturing the crab somehow managing to stay up on the ball. Yeah, great. And then, and then asking, how did the crab get on the ball? That is a really good question. That didn't occur to me to ask that, but that's even harder to imagine than a crab staying on a ball. Yeah. Is a crab getting on a ball? Because when it tries to move one way, I think it would actually make the ball move the other way. Yeah, wow. Incredible. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks so much for listening. I hope your lives are going good. I hope everything, hope you're not in a place yeah. where the, Take the it easy. is too bad. Give yourself, give yourself a break. Here's a piece of advice. If you're buying a vacuum cleaner, spend an extra 50 bucks. All right. Just buy a slightly better vacuum cleaner. Because we got a better vacuum cleaner recently, and it's really made a huge difference to my difference to my life. That's so nice. Is it a robot one? No, no. Because we have our floors are too uneven for a robot. Get there a, are steps. Just get an legs. uneven robot. It's true. One with legs. Yeah. Talk to you later. Um, and and we, we love, love you. you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.